You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1505. Today's tip is the first in our horse trailer series. This time, Glenn the Geek, founder of Horse Radio Network, gets together with Brad Heath from Double D Trailers with a list of do's and don'ts of horse trailer hauling. Welcome to our monthly horse trailer series, brought to you by Double D Trailers. Find them online at DoubleDTrailers.com. That's double, the letter D, Trailers.com. Well, Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of Horses in the Morning. One of the top requested segments we have gotten from listeners is about trailers and trailer safety. Brad Heath from Double D Trailers has agreed to help us with a five-part series on trailers that we're going to do one a month over the next five months. Brad is the owner of Double D Trailers with over 25 years of experience in horse trailer manufacturing and the equestrian industry. He also has his own podcast. We'll talk about that later. Today in part one, we're talking about the do's and don'ts of trailer hauling. And I think, Brad, when it, when somebody gets a brand new trailer and they never hauled a trailer before, it's terrifying, right? And you probably see it with new owners all the time. We do. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show, Glenn. But our drivers will often roll up to uh, new owner, new buyer, never towed a trailer before. And I always tell them, I say, hey, just, you know, slip my driver 20 bucks and say, will you get in and ride with me and kind of give me some pointers. So that happens uh, fairly frequent. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody, there was just a post on, on our auditor page about backing up. Everybody has, a, you know, you, you have to practice for a long time to feel like you've nailed the backing up part of a trailer. That's right. Yeah, you, you really do. You know, I, we grew up on a farm and burning tobacco and things like that. So, it, you know, second nature for us. But if you've never done it, it does take a bit of practice. Well, let's talk about what's the number one mistake horse owners make when it comes to towing the trailer. Mm, I see a lot of unlevel trailers going up and down the road and particularly in gooseneck, um, you know, as we've manufactured over the years, the height of tow vehicles have continued to get taller and taller. You know, if you look at a 1995 Ford Chevy Dodge, whatever it is, and look at the height from the ground to the top of the tailgate, it, you know, it might be 55 inches or whatever the number is. And during those uh, years, we built the trailer for the vehicles uh, during that period. But now with the vehicles being so much taller and folks having older trailers, they'll purchase a used trailer that's not really designed for these higher built vehicles. And so what you, and I'm sure you've seen them too. They're going down the road and yeah. You think the the horses are going to fall out the back. Yeah. Yeah. The the gooseneck is all jacked up and, you know, we see it on bumper pulls too. Uh, I've seen the front end nosedived on the bumper pull or the front end is, you know, is jacked up. So, um, yeah, the trailer should be towed level. How do you uh, fix that with a gooseneck? I feel like it's easy. It's, you know, you can get, you can get balls that are lower and things with the tagalongs. And, and I feel like it's easier to fix that with them with a goosenecks. That's, that's right. Uh, bumper pull is an easy adjustment for any vehicle with a gooseneck. You know, if you've got a trailer that I built in 2001 and you're currently towing today with a, 2024 new whatever vehicle that's really high off the ground 
that 2001 trailer, there is no adjustment to try to get it level with that tow vehicle because the problem is, is when you let the front end of the trailer down so that it's level, you're going to smack the tailgate, right. you know, right. there's just not enough height there. And so you have two options, uh, or three rather, one, extend the coupler, which raises the front end of the trailer, which we don't want. That throws more pressure on the back axle. It's going to cause a lot of issues uh, long-term. Your other option would be to block the trailer axles. So you lift the entire trailer higher. And by doing so, you can gain more clearance and then try to level it out. Uh, the downside to that is you can lift the trailer and the, with the block in between the, the frame and the axles, but the fenders themselves, you can't, you typically can't lower those back down. They're often welded on or bolted on. So you end up seeing trailers if they've been lifted going down the road and there's this huge gap between the top of the tire and the bottom of the fender. And then your last option, buy a new trailer. Buy a new trailer. It's <laughs> you know, with the an old truck. Yeah. An old truck, you know, something that's lower, either a lower truck or a higher trailer. I mean, that's it. How about yeah. uh, you know? I, next question is: What are some warning signs uh, that a trailer is being towed incorrectly? And I think we all know the one, and that is you're driving down the highway, especially with tagalongs. You're going to see this, and it just gets squirrely on. It feels like you have a snake behind you. Uh, the trailers feels like it's all over the road. That's definitely a concern. We tend to build our trailers, um, not insult, but idiot proof, so to speak, meaning that if you have a two horse bumper pull or a three horse bumper pull and you haul one horse in the very back end of the trailer, you're not going to get that negative tongue weight. So we position the axles under the assumption that at some point, either a horse is going to get loose by himself in there or somebody's going to haul him in the wrong stall. And so, you know, we just avoid that altogether. Uh, on the on the warning signs, um, we see the tires just wearing uneven, and it will overheat the bearings on the back axle. If you're driving with the front end lifted up, you'll have that uneven tire wear. You can bend an axle, um, so you can really cause a lot of problems in doing so. And lastly, uh, if it's a bumper pull and the thing is nosedived, in other words, the front end is too low, it just pulls rough. You can feel all the bumps. Everything hits kind of hard. Vehicles just, you know, it, it's it's not comfy. Well, you brought up tires, Brad, and this is the th mistake I see people make. I think that the RV community is actually more aware of this than the the horse trailer community and that is your tires right we think well i don't drive the trailer very much i drive it maybe you know 20 times in a year so i'm not putting much wear on the tire what they forget especially in climates like florida is the dry right. rot that you still got five years in that tire and you're probably going to have to replace it no matter how much you've driven on it that that is absolutely correct i had a client in california just uh, a couple months ago you know, the trailer is built um, middle of the U.S. We have to haul it all the way across the country. And she was worried about a, a couple thousand miles on the tires. And I said, what, what you may not realize is that tires age out. They don't wear out. Average person, how many miles a year are you going to put, you know, put on a trailer 10,000, if that? 
And so you'll never wear the tread out. Uh, each tire has a date code, which is the date that the tire was manufactured. And most of the companies that we work with, they recommend changing tires every four to five years. So as long as you keep the tires aired to the correct pressure, we see a lot of overinflated tires, a lot of underinflated tires. And while we're on the subject, if you run a trailer with an underinflated tire, you know, it's going to cause excess heat and do some things to, you know, the chemical makeup of the rubber that it shouldn't do. And then you arrive to point B and you put air in it and you're like, okay, well that that's fine. Uh, Mm, not really because you've, you've already damaged the sidewall of that tire. And that's where we see those blowouts occur long-term. So keep the tires aired properly, check them each and every time, change them out every five years and life will be much better. Very good. What's the, uh, there's a common belief that any vehicle can tow a horse trailer as long as the numbers match on paper. So I, you know, I look at the numbers from my truck. I look at the numbers from my trailer uh, and I think this is a big one, and, and we constantly see this one, right? And this is partly where we see the trucks going down the road looking like a V, uh, where the trailer's dragging the ground and the truck. You know, part of that is you have too much trailer for the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's just there's just not enough there. Uh, the, the You know, what we face is an uphill battle often as trailer designers. Clients will contact us and it's not their fault. Vehicle manufacturers, as well as sales folks at vehicle dealerships, they all want to brag about how much their vehicle can pull. Oh, it'll tow it, that type thing. And Chevy or whatever the manufacturer is may advertise the tow vehicle will pull 13,000 pounds. Client says, well, how much does your trailer weigh? Uh, this one's about 5,500 with two horses. You're about 8,000. So they think, oh, well, I can tow 13,000. I'm only hauling eight. Life is good. And, you know, unfortunately that's true, but not true because a load is only as strong as the weakest link in the equation. You can have a really, really, really strong trailer, a really, really, really powerful truck, but if the coupler hooking to things together is, you know, subpar and it breaks, that's the, the weak link. And same thing in towing. Uh, the number that the manufacturers never really focus on, nor the salesperson at the dealership is not going to tell you this, is this little thing called payload and tongue weight. And that's really the, the weak link, the limiting factor for all tow vehicles uh, in, in towing. And I often try, I often use the analogy with clients. I said, just imagine you're, you're in your bedroom, you're getting ready to kind of rearrange things. The dresser is there and it's pretty heavy, but you, you might be able to slide it around by yourself. So you could push it or you could pull it. What you probably can't do is pick one end of the dresser up and drag it. And that's essentially what your tow vehicle is doing. It could push or pull the trailer, but when you ask it to actually carry a lot of that weight as well as pull, that's where you start to run into problems. So uh, if the tongue weight is greater than what the vehicle manufacturer recommends, it's too much. Uh, it, it really is. And payload, we you know, people forget too. You have when you're taking a look at payload, whether it's an RV or a horse trailer, right? When you're taking a look at payload, you have to take everything into consideration. Consideration that's everybody in the vehicle. What's everybody mm -hmm. weigh? All your stuff because you all carry too much stuff to the horse shows. All the stuff in the trailer, and that includes water. Water's heavy, right? All yeah. of that stuff has to be taken into consideration, and then 
I, I agree with you. I think the tongue weight or that payload capacity, those numbers are more important than what can I tell. They really are. Yeah. I mean, that, that's where it's at is in payload. We, we rarely look at the gross towing capability of the vehicle because if it's rated to carry the tongue weight, it's going to have the rating to pull it as well. And you're right on payload. It's the, the passengers, the driver, whatever's in the cab of the vehicle. If it's a truck, whatever's in the bed of the truck, uh, plus the tongue weight of the trailer, because that weight is, is also there. So all of those things have to be factored in. And that leads us to the next thing that you have to worry about if you're overweight, right? If you're what we call under trucked, if you're under trucked, then you got braking to think about. Yeah. They, and everybody thinks, well, my trailer has brakes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, you know, the thing about uh, brakes, we uh, we just uh, went to the mountains this past week with the family and my wife is driving and I ask her, I'm a right seat driver. She probably didn't like it, but I asked her, I said, do you remember in uh, driver's ed uh, how they told you to gauge how close to follow another vehicle? And when I came along, it was a three-second rule. So as the vehicle passed us a, a sign or a mark on the road, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, and if that vehicle slams on brakes, you have enough time, hopefully, to react to keep from eating the back end of, of them up. Pulling a horse trailer, that's a lot more weight that you have to stop. It really is. So, um, you know, the, the best thing to do, in my opinion, is practice a little bit and figure out sort of what extra stopping distance that you will need uh, to keep from eating up the back end of someone else's vehicle. The trailers do have brakes. The tow vehicles have brakes. If the tow vehicle is rated to haul the amount of weight of the trailer and it's a good braking system on the trailer, uh, you'll certainly be able to stop it without issue, but it's not going to stop nearly as quickly as if you didn't have a trailer back there. So you just need to be aware um, of how much distance is going to take. Very good. Where can they find uh, your website and you know, dealers? No dealers. Everything's factory direct. Uh, we've always done that. We Every single person that we've ever sold to, we know who they are, what their name is, where they live, and you know, we've, we've got that personal connection. If they have a problem with it, we're the ones that they call and you know, we, we take care of it. So, yeah, just jump on our site, www.trailers.com. It's all on there. And for uh, your all podcast listeners listening to this, and Brad does one. So give us a quick, quick plug for your podcast. Yeah, check out uh, the Horse Trailer Post podcast. We do one every two weeks, a new episode. And All right, it's www.trailers.com. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. Just subscribe via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>